Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Back to School Tears and Fears. Yes, back to school can feel overwhelming and confusing to young children. It can also feel very scary and unsettling to the parents who love them. The anguish of leaving a crying, confused, uncertain child in the hands of a stranger even when that stranger is a loving teacher reassuring you that everything will be okay. It doesn't feel okay. Separation challenges can ruin a parent's day and raise heart-wrenching doubt for parents simply looking for a fun experience for their children. Is my child ready? Is it worth the struggle? Why am I doing this to my child? Welcome to the tough side of starting school and morning drop-off. We have two great guests at the square table today. We have Dustin Kebre, dad and therapist from the Boca Raton Counseling Center, and Gabriella Broder, whose daughter had a bumpy beginning when she started school for the first time last year and now knows that the tears and fears were all worth it. Gabriella, I'm going to start with you. If you could share those first doubts and uncertainty to the mastery and excitement of this year. Well, the first. Thank you. Well, the first doubts happened right when we were walking into school, and I'm sure Miss Karen remembers this, but my daughter Charlotte would not even walk through the hallway to the classroom, and I was always coddling her, and I always carried her because I did not want her to cry, and I wanted her to feel safe, and she would just get so upset when I made her walk, and that probably happened, I would say, for the first month of school, um, or not even month, maybe the first couple of weeks. And when I would drop her off, she would be nervous. And of course, I would get upset because she would be upset and I would be worried and I would be sitting by my phone to see if the teachers texted me or called me because she was having an issue. But, you know, gradually everything kind of got better in terms of drop off. Um, The teachers always told me that she did fine once I was gone for a little bit and she really enjoyed being with other children who were her age. Um which I'm sure is a lot more fun than hanging out with me all day. Um, But I would say after the first month, all of that anxiety that I had, and I think that she had kind of dissipated, and she was fine coming into school, and she would stay the whole time. And I actually gradually started leaving her later and later every single day because I was getting very, very pregnant, and it was harder (laughs) for me to carry her around and entertain her. And... um, There was such a difference between when we started in January and when we finished in May. And it was just, it was really nice and it felt really, really great to be able to know that I could leave her in a place where she was happy and um, where she was going to have a good time all day and come home tired and come home and have 
things to discuss with me about what she did that day. And that was just a real relief. And it was really a big change, I think, from when we started in January till when we ended in May. But it was all worth it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, And it's so true because... And this is what I want to capture today is that parents whose children are temporarily unhappy or struggling or going through the emotional challenge don't know the good stuff that comes from supporting them through the challenge. Um, And I'm so proud of you for doing it. Um, Again, pregnancy made the necessity there. And the other thing I just want to say to everybody is you went through a separation with us. So she was prepared and she had mastered transition with us in the little blips. But then again, new classroom, new teachers, new stretching and and supporting children as they find their edges. And that's, to me, the key to them finding their potential. But it's the hardest thing a parent has to do. So I want to come back to more. And Dustin, I'm going to have you put on your professional hat first and respond to Gabby's description of you know, the challenge and, and so how do you support a child, a, a, a young, not all that, I mean, they're verbal, but they're not articulate. They, they're not, you know, they don't have all that deep emotional literacy to be able to talk about it um, to then your own story with. Yeah, sh- sure, definitely. I mean, I, I'll try to have my professional hat on, but really this is a non-professional topic and it's more of a human yeah, yeah, topic, yeah, I yeah. would say. A human emotion when you see your child crying and in desperation and you being this the parent the protector um, the one that is supposed to rescue her and probably up into that point you are that person and and you're you're sort of handing that off at that point and what it's really about it's about protecting your own emotions and and coping with that because like Karen said you know the, the child is protected and is secure it's just it's more of a, an emotional um, separation for the child just as much as it is for the parent so just as the child is going to have to cope with that and learn how to be that way the parent has to also and I went through the same thing but I think uh, it started when we would go out at night you know with uh, I'll take my professional hat off when I would go out for dinner with my wife you know we would get a babysitter that would come over and as soon as the babysitter got there my child would know we were leaving and he would uh, uh, immediately hy- hysterics, right? But what would happen, we would leave and we would text the babysitter and and the child was, my child was fine. He, he stopped, he's playing, he's happy. And I think that those were the early uh, steps that we had to take before school actually started where we started to feel more comfortable in leaving our child with anybody, our babysitter or anything Let else. Let me pause you there. Um, so, and so the question for both of you that I have is, how does a parent evaluate um, does my child need me in this moment? Whether it's the going out, like how, I mean, I have my answer, but I want to hear from both of you. Like, how do you decide, um, okay, he says he needs me. He says, don't go. He's in huge meltdown, but, but I have a different perspective as the grown up. Sure. Um, I have to, I have to remind myself that my feelings in that moment is about me not necessarily about the child. You know, children are very, um, almost, they're very complicated, but simple-minded at the same time. So, you know, when something leaves and there's another stimulus individual, a caring person right there, they they completely switch very, very quickly. And and I just have to remind myself, you know, when I, when I walk out that door, when I, when I leave, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a trust. It's a, it's a leap it into the fire. Trust is huge. You know? And it is a leap in the fire. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Gabriella. How do you? How do you? Because you you actually had that moment walking out of the classroom this morning. And again, Charlotte knows us, knows the teachers, but we changed her routine because she's she's on vacation this week. But um, you felt really comfortable. She's fine. I know she's good with this. How do you? But you didn't know that maybe when you were carrying her down the hallway. What's the flip that happened inside you that said I I do trust her and trust those teachers. Or the world? Well, I know that once I'm gone, she's fine. And sometimes I wonder, and actually I'm pretty sure that she manipulates me a little bit. Um, but again, I know the teachers. I know Miss Amy. I know Miss Bonnie. I know the other teachers here. And I know that she's always happy with them. So, And she's with me all the time. And I know that she's at an age where she can handle being away from me for a couple of hours or, you know, for even a day. So, But it took you just, at least a month. And, and it took you three months of practice with us in transition. It did. And, and, and again, I have that slow to warm up, watchful temperament that I like to practice things slowly. I like to move into transitions gradually. Um, I do believe temperament has everything to do with how children handle transition, separation, school drop-off, new routines, all of that. So I'm a big supporter of doing it gradually. I'm here to tell everybody out there with the intense temperament children Gradual doesn't work. You have to pull band-aids off fast and stay in black and white. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, and sometimes you're a combination of those, and that makes it even more complicated. But I think you have to kind of know within yourself, you know, how do I manage my own emotions in the sense of, do I need to do it gradually? Do I need to build up my confidence and reassure myself with her mastery over time? Or do I just run, clench my fists and say, okay, now tell me she's okay so that I can make it through my day? You know, I have to tell you, the schools do a really good job of helping the parents. And it's almost like when you go and you're flying on an airplane. Yeah. you got to go yeah, through true. security. <laughs> and they're like, they're, they're go here, go there. You know, when they say, you don't have to walk in the classroom, so all i got to do is get my child to the door. Door, the the, you know, the teacher opens the door, takes the child, takes my child, and and it's it. And I'm just following direction, and I'm I'm sort of separating from that anxiety. And you're walking away, and it it hurts. But you, you just have it to does get, hurt. You have to get through security. And yeah. this is why I wanted you here as the as the therapist, mm -hmm. to, because you are so tuned in to the emotional side. And I just posted on Facebook today. I mean, emotional intelligence again, 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 again is so critical for our own parenting, for teaching, and for our children's emotional social growth. But it does hurt, and we live in a world where I think it's easy to be fooled that you can sidetrack, avoid, or numb that hurt, and I don't think you can. You have to go through the fire. Right. Um, so thank you for saying it loud and clear. Sure, and, and, the, and the teachers, they really help. You know, there's, there's text messages now, and there's yeah. pictures, and you see your child smiling, and, and it's also, it's a, it's a gender thing, too. I, have to, I think we have to bring that to the, to the table, is that, you know, a, a father versus a mother may handle it differently, a boy versus a girl, whether you feel that uh, a boy needs less protection than a girl or a girl needs more, more coddling or comfort more vulnerable. Um, and, and temperament of the parent, not just the child, it all plays a role. And then the social aspect, you know, how you are viewed. If your child is screaming and yelling in front of all these people, People and and now it's now you're looking at yourself and you're saying, am I a bad parent? Like, I have to fix this. Like, what am I? I have to solve this problem right yeah. here. And you just 
the biggest thing about being a parent you see the commercials it's it's giving up yourself it's it's uh being silly it's it's being embarrassed it's 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 laying it all out there for everyone to every see. single day yeah. <laughs> every day i mean it's true i mean and that's why i love this podcast because i want the reality of that to be shared i want to come back to gabriella and manipulation <laughs> because um um I think you felt like, uh, oh, great, now that I know that that she's doing some social maneuvering about getting what she wants and, and, and she's trying to control the situation, that gave you a freedom to stand back and make decisions. Yeah, I'm not sure I love, I, 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 you know, I try to avoid the manipulation word, and, and, except when it's powerful. If it's powerful and, 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 and helps you to accomplish moving forward, then I think by all means, and use it, embrace it. But I, I don't, you know, I just think it's that experimental with, I don't know what I'm feeling. Um, I'm this little person. Um, I'm caught in the moment in that simplicity, the simplicity of the complicated emotions. And it's like, I just want what I want and I'm transparent in exposing it. So, but with that comes this play which is I will now learn by how the world responds to me. And so if my parents crumble at my hurricane or my quicksand or my storm, then I don't have a safety way out of my own emotional storm. And so so then you teach, if, so if you go into the storm with them and go, you're right, you're right, you can't handle this, I'll rescue you, then what happens is that, that manipulation becomes, oh, the child feels, I was right, I couldn't handle this, I did need them, and my parents are validating that I am, I am right to be hysterical. Versus the other response where the parent is calm and grounded, um, and, and Dustin, you said something before we had the mic on about... Mm-hmm. You know, when your child is losing it and you can't fix it and you can't give them what they want and you just are there to hold those feelings with them, you are still the rock of Gibraltar. I mean, you are you are just an anchor through this storm. So manipulation is a nice shorthand, but I would like to talk a little about that. So let me go to Gabriella. How did you feel about the, when that awareness that oh she's playing me or she's watching my response and then to dust in on how do you respond to to, to what how your response changes their future behavior um well i feel like when my daughter would get really really upset and maybe try and manipulate me a little bit about not leaving her that i would be really really upset inside too and even before school would start i would feel like i was crumbling and at night i would have anxiety about leaving her the next day because she had always been with me but um i think it's really important you know that i was always always very very um confident about leaving her and that i was always relaxed about it because i didn't want my nervousness to kind of rub off on her. So no matter what, no matter how nervous she got or upset, I would always try and be very, very calm, even though I was crumbling inside and even though I was sad and nervous inside, I would always try and be calm. And I felt that that was really important to her having a positive experience. And you saw it working. Yes, absolutely. That's something else I want to put out here today is we can't give you any clear answers or strategies. But as you experiment with how you respond, 
you will see, oh, look, it's kind of working. Oh, look, if I can give this some time, a few weeks, a month, or trust maybe the feedback from the teachers, from the other people that are in the village with us, then I can be reassured. And, and again, I'm so happy that you're here to say, it's worth it. It's so worth it, which is contrary to how you're feeling in the moment. Yes. It's completely worth it. And now looking back on it, I feel a little bit silly for being so nervous um, because she's so happy now. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, and, of course, I'm going to ask like, how you now have new skills and strategies as a second-time mom or now starting a second year where you, where you come from a place of confidence of, like, I, I know, I now looking back know how to read this situation, myself and my daughter. So, Yes, absolutely. And... You know, now it's it's very easy. I mean, my daughter's always excited to come to school, and it's um, it's one of those things that I don't have to battle with her because yeah. I feel like we battle about a lot of stuff now, especially she's in that terrible two stage. She's becoming very opinionated, but school is one thing we do not fight over, and she's always excited to come. So, Because the messiness with, of life with kids is ongoing, permanent, and unavoidable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and we'll be happy to talk more about that and talk after because, and she also has a new sibling. So she's going to find new power and voice that she hasn't had. So, Dustin, to you sure. about the manipulation. Yeah, and, and I, wish Tara, I wish Tara was here. Tara's my <laughs> wife. Um, she would be laughing right now because I'm the one. I'm very involved, uh, parent. So I, I put my child to bed. I, I do this whole routine. My mother-in-law, sorry, I mentioned mother-in-law, but she said, that's some routine you have, you know. And um, even my wife will comment that, uh, you know, maybe you do too much. She's manipulating you. And he'll do all sorts of things like, Mom, can I get a glass of orange juice? Um, I need to go to the bathroom. I uh, can and I get another song. I get another book. No, four books, not one book. And, um, you know, and I, I, I want to give him everything. And I want to give, I want to, I want to make him happy. And, and when you are an involved parent and you're so emotionally attached to him and you feel like you've given him everything, it, it really hurts when you see them uh, unhappy. And I was telling Karen the other night, <clears throat> excuse me, we, you know, it was the night before school and he's three years old now, and so he's a big boy. And we're, tr- we're really, we really try to prep him. We try to get him ready. We, we prepare him. We say, <clears throat> Tomorrow, tomorrow's your first day at school. Let's get excited about it. And, and we want to we make him feel like it's an event that he's going to have fun at. Like, almost like if he's going to Monkey Joe's or going to Disney World or something like that. And that day, he didn't nap. He's a big nap person and didn't nap that day and he got home and he was fine we were trying to rush the process and get him to bed early and he just had a complete meltdown before bed and he wanted more books he wanted to be picked up he wanted a drink he, he wanted orange juice and we were saying no we don't want to give you too much too many liquids before bed because he's been waking up in the middle of the night he's still in the crib and he's saying he's like uh, what tell me what did you say My, tell me what's a, some orange juice and he he does he he jokes. He makes he's he's a he's a master manipulator, and I fall victim to it. And and we went through this when he was training for sleep. And you know, I, I walked out, and he was hysterically crying, would not stop. And and it reminded me of when we were sleep training him. We had to leave him for up to an hour of crying. And you would try to make yourself busy. You try to take a shower. You try to make yourself a sandwich. You try to watch a TV. You try to do something. Um, and he would not 
start stop crying and I, I came back in there and I was just so defeated as a parent and I just hugged him in the crib and he's I, you know, I said I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I, I, I want to help you I, I can't give you what you want and I just I just hugged him and hugged him and hugged him and I did go back in and I ended up giving him a little sip of orange juice <laughs> and I ended up reading him a book and I ended up doing I tried to I gave him everything I didn't give him full on what he wanted and he eventually wanted me to lay next to him for 10 minutes and I held his hand he's like daddy hold my hand and it was a very emotional very upsetting time and 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 Tara my wife is downstairs and she's like and I and I'm I'm looking for her permission you know because she's the one because I'm the minute I get manipulated so I'm the easy one so I'll give him everything you want right off the bat but she's telling me no 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 so I don't want to cause conflict and back to the other podcast with my wife so I am managing that and I said is it okay if I go in is it okay if I you know do those things and she eventually uh gave in too, you know, to the crying and all that stuff. And then yesterday was the first day of school and I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm being long winded, but we've been working on this. Uh, one thing he does, um, he doesn't cry anymore, but he, he gets so embarrassed and he hides and he'll fall on the ground and he'll you know put his head into my, in my neck and not want to, and everyone wants to say hi to him. Everyone loves him. Everyone knows him. Um, and, I, I use the from the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler the the glasses and nobody can see you when you have the glasses on and at first that worked and and we tell him every single day we're like coaching him almost we're saying um, keep your head high you know be proud you know don't don't be afraid and even the security guard at our at our school helped he said Nolan keep your head up and and yesterday even though he had that meltdown the night before he walked in and he had a smile on his face his head his head was held high and it was a wonderful day and uh, it. Those are the moments I think that when you're in this moment of despair, when you're having this internal internal anxiety that you mentioned and this emotional breakdown almost inside, and you're trying to keep it together for your child, and then you see this progression, and then it's all it, it all comes full circle, and it's worth it in the end, and you have that enjoyment. And I think that's what it's all about. It's about the journey as being a parent. It's a transition, and you go through these bumps and these transitions throughout the process. And so. I think, uh, thank you for the, yeah. I mean, because, Sorry I was long-winded, but it yeah. also shows how school drop-off and starting back to school is going to affect nighttime bedtime routines. It's going it's to, it's going to create power struggles all over the place. And so in this case, it's a different, it's, it's not anxiety, but it might be the sense of overwhelm. You know, it's like oh, it's it's anxiety. I and, mean, yeah. overwhelmed is anxiety. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that internal energy. You know, yeah. And we actually liken anxiety. You know, we all people get confused about anxiety. Look at it such as a negative thing, but it's just energy and the excitement of going somewhere. That's thank anxiety. You. Again, also, thank you. And so, so when you imagine, I imagine him coming down the hallway, and it's like, I can't handle all these people looking at me saying hi. It's like. But all, but but that simple tool. Keep your head up. It's not saying don't be anxious. Don't do, you know? It's it's not telling him what not to do. It's giving him a really clear thing. And again, the Adam Sandler stuff. I love it because it's speaking kid talk. It's yeah. using imagination. It's giving them a sense of appropriate power from within themselves. And, and, and thinking outside of the box and looking for solutions to a problem. And you know, I appreciate you explaining how you feel inside in those moments because when I get to school you know everybody has those feelings you know and everyone's trying to keep it together everyone's trying to put it put on a nice face yeah. and um make it all 
looked like a pretty box with a bow on it and a present, you know, but in the reality, we all have those things that we're going through to get us, you know, to the, to the end point in the end to help our children be the best that we can be. But we, we all have those feelings. And so it's good that, you know, that you can share that. And I, I'm more than happy to share that even though I'm a therapist, I I am a human and uh, we all struggle and we we need to be able to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love it that, that, that our children and the grownups who love them are not supposed to hold it all together. I mean, if you can't be vulnerable in your preschool environment, in your community, and be supported and nurtured, both grown-ups and kids, mm-hmm. then there's something that's missing from that. But, but I also want to say is I love the idea that it's, it's all an experiment. It's all trial and error. I mean, you watch how your child responds to your different reactions. And then what you saw from this experience just this, le- this last week was, okay, we gave in this much. We, we, we found the point where I could be there and give him that sip of OJ. But you know what I saw was that this was about back to school. This was about overwhelm. This was about him missing a nap. So he needed a little extra and it paid off just fine. I, when, I, when things don't work, you see yourself, you know from that feeling too, Oh, now he's playing me again tomorrow because he because I because he played me so well yesterday. And you know, you how do you know if your child is manipulating, exploiting, <laughs> working you over? You know, because you have that feeling that yeah. I'm powerless in this. And so I think the idea of once you can set, allow your children to have power, experiment with that, give them the boundaries that keep them safe. And, and hold the emotions for them, then you also get to hold your power. You do, I mean, I think the power struggles are when everybody feels powerless. But the ideal is, wow, I can like my response. I'm proud of myself, and I'm giving myself a chance to learn through it. And, I, and I, another important part is is conflict. And, and people are afraid of conflict, and parents are afraid of conflict. But conflict doesn't have to be a negative. You know, conflict... It, is what spurs growth and and what and what makes people recognize and move forward in life and we have to go through those conflicts with our children um, in order for them to grow as well um, and you know I, I, I haven't a uh, 10 week old so um, my perspective I'm, I'm remembering what it was like during those times now with with Nolan my, my three-year-old and I have to tell you it's so different and this anxiety about handing um, your child off it's so much easier now. And I just think about, I, I worked, or I used, I work, I'm in private practice, but I used to work in a, you know, 40 plus hour a week job where I had to get there at 8.30 in the morning, had to be there. And as a, a, a new parent, I felt really left out that I, the only personal time I got to spend with my child was in the half an hour in the morning and on the weekends. And so I remember this one story, I don't want to mention people because I don't want to get in trouble, but um, I was holding my child and someone came and took him from my my hands and that was so devastating to me because in my mind i i felt that i was losing time and that my, somehow my child wasn't going to love me somehow my child wasn't going to remember me he wasn't going to know i'm his father and now with my three-year-old I, I, I want to hand them off. To, I, I want to give him to people because I know that when I hand them off to people, he's experiencing that growth with those people. And, it, and it's a it's a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. I know I know that he knows that I'm his dad and nothing's ever going to change that and how special that is. And, you know, I can imagine your daughter knows that 
she's your or you're her mother Mm -hmm. and how special that is so um that's my transition to where i'm at now with with kind of leaving children and because trust brings more trust trust in your child trust in yourselves and trust it well trust in in the the other parent trust in the extended family and then eventually trust in a school Mm -hmm. um so and maybe maybe we can all hope trust in the world um so i mean that's my ultimate goal is that we know that that people are there to support and nurture families and the kids but so let's let me just ask one more a final question about trust and and how your journey has been both in terms of trusting each of your children, yourself, and then dad and the people around you, or mom and the people around you. Even so, because it goes back to the other podcast on couples united and separate. Because it's how do you trust people that might be doing things a little differently? How do you trust people, even your child, that's that's pushing you out of your comfort zone? Uh, well, I think I had a similar experience to you. My with my with Charlotte, my first daughter. I didn't really know that I wanted to trust anybody, and I always kept her by my side, and I always had her with me. Um, but now that she's two and a half, and I know that she's been fine with relatives, and I know that she's been fine at school, I feel like I am a lot easier going with my younger daughter. Yeah. And um, I leave her you know, with relatives almost every day. <laughs> Um, just because it's hard to take care of a two-year-old and a newborn. But I know that I can trust my relatives to love her, and it's mostly my mother-in-law. I know that I can trust her to love her, and nobody's going to take care of her the way that, you know, family does. And at the end of the day, and I also had this the same fear that you did, that um, if I left my older daughter, she wasn't going to remember me as being her mom. And um, I don't have that fear with my second one. I know that she knows I'm her mom, and... Um, you know, when she gets older, no matter who I leave her with, if, if I trust them, she'll be fine. Oh, and, and, and then all those relationships just give your children a sense of trust and comfort and security and safety in the world. And they end up knowing that they have the skills and the confidence to interact with all kinds of people. And I mean, I think it's it's the ultimate gift, um, again, with, with some sense of, you know, with also that sense within themselves, like if something doesn't feel right, you know, I respect that too, which is, which is the most powerful combo I think we give our kids. And, you know, it's, it's really, my, my process is so interesting and I'm not sure if I'm just off or different, but when I, when I, my child's at school and I'm at work or I'm doing something, I, you know, I'm often at work and, and, you know, I'll text, I'll text my, I'll text my wife and I'll say, you know, how do you do today? Or, um, did you get any word from the teacher did the, you know, cause my, I have a boy and he's rambunctious and he wants to jump and play. And so I'm worried about whether he hurt himself, whether he misbehaved, um, whether or not he's doing well at school, whether or not he had a fun time at school. And it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. And I'm trying not to think about it, but it, that really, that's anxiety also. And then I send a text to uh, my wife, how did he do today? And if I hear that he did well, he was great, um, I'm happy. And if I hear that he hit his head on something, he fell or scraped his arm, then I get, and now I want to know, I want to ask questions, I want to find out, and I want to comfort him. And that's where I I feel like I want to, um, it's hard to like stay at work and not, and focus on work when you want to just go home and rescue your child and take care of them and comfort them and find out why and what and how and 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 those are that 
that's anxiety as well, and I have to just uh, trust in that process. But you're you're always hoping for the good report. When but you have the good is, report, this is so calm. important. This is so important for the teachers out there and for the schools because there's always this challenge of. If parents trusted us, they would let it all go and they wouldn't have all... I mean, it's the same thing when you come home to your spouse and you say, so what happened and what did you do? And it's like, okay, just let me... Let us just have our, our yeah. day. Don't interrogate me. Well, they don't They don't know about this. And it's so funny. And, I, and I, I'm really the, much more excited about school this class yeah. because I felt like the twos, and I don't know if you can relate... There was so much hyper focus on developmental stages, and so you're you're really hoping that your child is able to you know talk, um, spatial uh, spatial uh, sense of space, and able to do all these different things. And you're so nervous of whether you're going to get the call or you're going to get the conversation. Hey, your child is struggling with this. You know, our child went to speech and ended up being a great thing. It ended up being he um, uh, overperformed now and started speaking everything and it turned out to be a great thing but now I we feel I feel like we've gone through that and now it's about he's already got it and it's all up to him now and he's now able he's an individual in a class yeah he's a yeah. big boy now and yeah. he's able to um handle things himself I know I'm confident in that whereas before I was really nervous so let me so my, so one last question before we go to wrap up and that is so how do you manage the involvement the 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 not it's not even concern it's just i want to know everything about his day if i could and the letting go because you because there is this part where you know it is just letting go and letting him have his day and knowing sure. that in time um there's always this he's going to communicate you know rather than having to get the reports you're going and but you're going to hear things that they're going to tell you that's like really that's what happened today <laughs> you know so so there is this there's this black hole of school um so knowing and not knowing how do you juggle that you know i and again i'm glad gabrielle is here because we need a gender difference because a, a male and a female are going to give a different perspective i know my wife would say she's more in tune and you know she's checking up the shutterfly pictures and she's you know on she top gets of, the reports from the other mothers right she's on <laughs> she's on top of all that and i and i'm interested too and it's interesting about my personality i go back and forth sometimes um hyper focus and sometimes i'm just like for example last night i'm watching the dodger game it was a perfect game almost up into the ninth, ninth inning and she says did you check the pictures from school yet and i said i said no i didn't check them yet and i i was going to check them but i just didn't have that drive to do it now and i and whereas, you know, my wife probably wanted to see that firsthand. And mm-hmm. I did see the pictures, and they were wonderful, and I felt good and happy. But I, I wasn't didn't have that nervousness this time. Okay. Gabriella, being involved in letting go, how do you manage and negotiate that? Uh, well, it was hard at first to, to let go, but... Um, I feel fine now when I leave her, and I still do feel very involved because every day at the end of the day, I'm talking to the teacher to see how her day went. I'm checking the report, the little sheet that um, describes their day and their activities, and I'm talking to her to her to ask her what she did that day. Um, and you know, at this point, I, I really feel fine with that. Perfect. So, and I feel like it's okay 
to let go a little bit. <laughs> See, we all feel the big exhale. It's all really okay. So the wrap-up is always the same. How have you got this? Uh, you're starting a new school year on Monday. You've already started the next new school year. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you got this in terms of tears, fears, transition back to school? What Even what you're looking forward to in the new year for these little people. Um, how have you got this for right here, for right now? I'm looking to just try to support you know, my, my son Nolan and try to um, manage my fears and my tears. <laughs> um, and, and I love having a dad say that. <laughs> and, uh, and just let him be him. And, and also focusing on my new child and, and making sure that um, I can give him the same sort of support that I gave Nolan to see how well he's doing now and, and, uh, and rely on my wife to help me with my own fears and and, and that's it, I think. And just just living life and doing the best we can because all we can do, all we can control is ourselves and we all we can do is the best we can. And, it's, and hopefully it's good enough. It is. Abso- I guarantee you it's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the school year started and I'm actually, I'm really excited whereas last year I had more anxiety. This year I'm excited. I'm excited for my daughter and the experiences that she's going to have and the activities that she's going to participate in. And um, I kind of feel like I get to be a, be a little bit of a kid again, you know, going through this with her. So um, I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to the school year. And the freedom and joy of that is, is priceless. Thank you all. We wish everyone a happy new school year. And thank you, thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.